welcome back to the show and welcome now to Phil Buzz, Rothfield Buzz, when you're here, Tina Turner. What do you think? Were you a doubter when you first heard of the promotion campaign or did you believe it would be as successful as it was? Good morning, Buzz. Yeah, good morning, guys. Um, look, I wasn't a doubter, but I had no idea that it was going to be as successful as it was. And rugby league for a long time was working class sport, wasn't it? You know, for the battlers, but it suddenly became groovy, as I've written this morning, fashionable and a really hot ticket. And a lot of women um, were introduced to rugby league uh, just by that advertisement. And a really, really sad day for... A lot of people, I remember meeting Tina at an NRL function back in the day and it was an enormous thrill. Fortunately, there were no mobile phones or no those. I would have got a selfie. But, uh, yeah, what an amazing woman, what an amazing mm. campaign. And full marks to John Quayle and everyone else who delivered it. Buzz Groovy. Haven't heard that since the Brady Bunch. Well, that was a word uh, when I was young, Bulldog. Fair enough. Actually, did you see they're yeah. sell- selling the Brady Bunch house? They are, 8.5 yeah. million. Is that what it was, was it? Yeah, wow. that's what it's going for. Wow. I, was, I was trying to use words, dog, that we used back in the 80s. <laughs> right. how, old were you, uh, how old were you back then? In the you 80s, I was still in school. Were you? Yes, I was. Getting a very, yeah. very robust education. So schoolboy rugby come player on this, too, eh? I was. New South Wales schoolboy rugby I player. Was. I ran into one of your old teammates at the footy the other night, Manoa Thompson. Good man, Manoa. Ah, one of the greats. Yeah. yeah. Hilarious spoke, bloke. Is he? Spoke mm. very highly of you. Um, yeah. He was nice a scallywag back in his day, Manoa. He but told me he got up for a few tricks with you on an overseas <laughs> tour. Can you imagine Dino on a, on a tour? Let's back not then? go there. I think, look. I know we've got to talk seriously here, but he might have actually said that while you were asleep, he shaved one of your eyebrows off. Both. We were in Tokyo and we went to a place called, I think it's called Rapongi, and it was a nightclub. We are on the booze, is, yeah. kids, and I had a couple too, too many. Too many, yeah. Fell asleep, woke up, and both my eyebrows had gone. <laughs> Yeah, he thought it oh, hilarious. My dear parents didn't day. find it, didn't share his humour. No, no, he was really, thought it was funny the other day when I saw him. Hey, Buzz, we'll go from something humorous to something, I guess you could say serious, but you've written a, a story today, and you've written it beautifully, Buzz, for a very sad mm. issue, but Daniel Anderson, it's a tragic story, uh, but what uh, a brave man, what a courageous man, and I'll I give you a rap too, Buzz, you wrote the story about oh, Daniel, mm. uh, it's on page one of the Sunday Tilly. You wrote it beautifully. Just give us a background as to how it unfolded and uh, what you got look, from look, the interview. Yeah, you know I've been around forever. Look, I've rarely done a more inspiring interview. Seriously, Daniel Anderson was dumped on a wave up on the Central Coast New Year's Eve last year and um, went into cardiac arrest and suffered a catastrophic neck spinal injury and is probably and will be in an electronic wheelchair for the rest of his life as as much as he's putting on a brave face the, the reality is that it's very unlikely he'll ever get out of that chair but the story his demeanor how upbeat he was how accepting he was how determined he was to fight these enormous challenges that are ahead was just unbelievable. I did not know what to expect when I walked in there. Mm. But I, I walked out knowing this guy who coached the Warriors to uh, to a grand final, the Roosters to a grand final, 
St Helens to the Super League Cup uh, triumph. I walked out of there with so much thinking, you know, we've all had little problems in our lives. And, and uh, look, I, I urge all our listeners just to read the story mm. and try to take something away from how he's, how he's coming to grips and how he's determined to inspire others with the way he's doing it. And I do want to say there's a very, very important fundraiser. You can go to www.danielanderson.com, danielandersonfund.com.au because he is going to need help for the rest of his life in redesigning his home for intense physiotherapy, for to, yeah. just to try to have a normal life. And, and look, uh, thanks, Dog, for bringing it up here and because it's all about awareness now for Daniel. Mm, it's a courageous, inspiring story, Buzz. And, hey, Buzz, um, a gentleman called Truy has texted in. He says, Morning, men. Daniel Anderson's charity got a mention last night during the footy. Daniel was in hospital with my son, Charlie. I didn't know him from a bar of soap. They both suffered severe spinal injuries, but Daniel is a true Aussie battler trying to get back on his feet and return to some sort of normality. Praying he follows in the footsteps of my son, who had age and fitness on his side and managed to get back on his feet. A big shout-out to Ward 7E at Royal North Shore and all the staff that make the impossible seem possible. I'll be watching this show on Fox, showing Daniel's journey. All the best yep. for Truy. Summed it up beautifully as you did, Buzz. Oh, mate, isn't it beautiful when mm. people rally like that and you, you have listeners who have, have been through it themselves and... You know, even the day it happened, his, his brother dragging him from the surf, the, the paramedics just happened to be there when he when he was unresponsive and mm-hmm. would have drowned. If it, and then the, the pilots who get him to hospital, the doctors, the nurses, the carers, the physios involved in this operation to, to, to get him as strong as we possibly can. And yeah, really, really special story today, guys. Buzz, you've put... In your Sunday telly column, what's the buzz in the sports section under the sinner? The fact that yeah. there's a prospect that there'll be thousands of empty seats at Adelaide for this game. Run us through what you think uh, might unfold in terms of the crowd and does that affect the credibility of State of Origin? Well, you wrote... Uh, last week, Bulldog, that there were more than 12,000 seats for Adelaide Oval that had not been sold. And I suggested it would be a little bit of an embarrassing backdrop for the showpiece event of the year, watched by more than 3 million people, viewers, nationally, to have a situation like that. So anyway, the NRL um, decided to introduce a two-for-one ticket deal, um, which will go a lot closer to filling the seats but I think it's terribly unfair on those who got in early paid full price I I, I just don't like it when we heavily discount or give away freebies when others, many of them from New South Wales and Queensland probably earn a lucky to be on 100 grand a year, they save all season, they've planned a trip to Adelaide, accommodate and then they've been dotted on the ticket price, I don't like it and um, but 
I can understand the NRL wanting to sell the stadium out, but uh, maybe ticket prices should have been cheaper all the way along. It, it's a tough market, Adelaide. Mm. They've just had live golf. They've just had the AFLs gather around. There's interest rate pressure. There's cost of petrol. Cost of living mortgages. Both our AFL teams are going well too, Buzzy. Mm. Both uh, AFL teams are averaging yeah. 39,000, mm. so they're filling the joint. But don't you think it's unfair that people who paid got in early, paid full price, and now have paid double what they could have paid. Well, Buzz, I'd be dirty if I paid 200 bucks for a ticket and was sitting next to a bloke who got a freebie. I couldn't help feeling a little bit ripped off. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, tough one, isn't it? Because mm. I want to see a full house. We all do. Desperate to, yeah. We all do. Hey, what Buzz, do you reckon, Raymond? Oh, I, no, I agree, yeah, but I just hope at the end it is a full house because I said to Dino earlier, I don't understand why the game's in Adelaide. Dino is supporting it. I'm not so sure. I 100% agree. Unless you can get fill the stadium for an origin, you should not be yep. in that particular city. I don't understand. Anyway, hey, Buzz, I'll come back to origin in a sec. did want to just change pace quickly. We just had a call earlier from Townsville talking about Ricky Stewart's decision to stand Jared Croker down next week and play his 300th at home the following week. Um, we've had some people against it, but the majority of feedback we've got on the open line and texts this morning are in favour of what Ricky Stewart is doing to honour Jared Croker in front of his home crowd and hopefully they'll sell out Canberra in a couple of weeks. It's a really, really interesting story and I listened to Cooper Cronk on Fox Sports last night and he was quite critical of it. I am so much in favour of it. There's something about the Canberra Raiders and that Football club is different to others. They're in the alone. They're in the national capital, and they have captain compassion, captain passion in in Ricky Stewart. Mm. And Ricky Stewart is so special. How he puts the fans, his players, and everything else, even when it's putting two competition points at slight risk, he puts it first. I actually love it. If I was a Raiders fan and I was going to get the opportunity to celebrate it at home, I'd be so excited. And you know what? He's 32 years of age. He's played 299 games at this stage of the season. He could probably do with a break anyway. Mm. And I don't think it's disrespectful to the West Tigers because if it had been Penrith, South, Manly, whoever, Ricky would have done the same thing. Do you like it, Dog? Yeah, I do. I think... I actually thought what you thought, Buzz. I thought it's probably time, given Toots has been out for a long time with a lot of injuries, that he could probably yeah. do with a week yeah, off anyway. Didn't think of that. Uh, Ricky does want to stress, as you mentioned, Buzz, it's no disrespect to the West Tigers. Buzz, but he's look, challenged Canberrans to get out to there get out again. Yeah, it'll, it'll almost, you would imagine, be very, very close to mm. a record crowd. Now, Buzz, Luke Brooks, Tim Sheens, came out last week, I believe, and said he will be made an offer... Um, but as yet, you've written in your column this morning, that offer has not arrived. I don't think they've sat down with uh, his manager yet, Bulldog, and done anything official. And as Lee Hadjipantalis explained in my column last Monday, that that massive, what was the score, 66-18 win, yep. was not going to... They're not going to get carried away by it. They're not going to rush out and give Brooks a new three-, four-year deal because they've made that mistake before. So they're having proper retention, recruitment meetings, and, and Josh Schuster's on their radar. He can be spoken to after November. You know how close he is to Scott Fulton, the West Tigers' new head of recruitment, and um, 
he showed, and I saw him quoted in your story the other day. He, good on him. He thinks he can be number one player in the game. And tell you what, if he played consistently the way he did last week, well, it's a chance of happening. Mm. I can assure you. Exactly. But. Uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens with Brooks. Correct, yeah. Hey, Buzz, our good friend Jimmy Wilson's just undergone a hip replacement, but I see he's yeah. up, up and about quite quickly. I don't know if Tanya would be too happy to read that because she's still got issues with her hip replacement a year on, but hopefully Jimmy's up and about and um, and progressing well. Good man, Jim. I didn't know he was a fast bowler from the old yeah, days. Yeah, Caused all the wear and tear, Jimbo. Yeah, there you go. He was tall enough, so he'd probably get a bit of, bit of lift off the pitch, Buzz. Yeah, he looked like he quite high in that photo, didn't he? Like he'd just come out of recovery. He <laughs> he <does>. looks... <laughs> well, there's something in that coffee, one of the two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I reckon he's just come out of ICU there and uh, still on, on strong meds. He might be. Now, Buzz, yeah, before yeah. you go, the Emperor texts in before, Dennis Fitzgerald, saying yeah. that in the old days, Ray Hadley used to do the nut push at Paralegs at Kicks. Now, Bolts has got wind of this and rung in and denied yeah. it that he would go to Parramatta Lease Club after calling the trots at Harold Park and do the nutbush. You've known Hadley a long time. Is he a dancer and would you imagine him doing the nutbush? Can I say a no comment? Look, it's taken me years. It's taken me years. But I now have a strong relationship with Ray. <laughs> but you, you always reckon it's a bit vulnerable, do you? Well, I've known him 35, 40 years, okay? And half of those we haven't spoken. <laughs> I, I don't want to go. Can I please pass? Yeah, that's I fine. That's, that's fine. Listen, I've had a little crack at you in the column for Monday. Ooh. I've done the story that the New South Wales team is worth so much more than the Maroons. And I said, but that doesn't guarantee victory. And then I've said, remember 2020, Dennis Bullfrog Ritchie, worst team in 40 years. Will they beat us? And it was the worst team, but won. no one now admits it because they won. At the time, everyone said to me, oh, good on you, Bulldog. You're spot on, but I'm not going to say it. They push you straight to the front, yeah, <laughs> right yeah, behind exactly. you. That was the worst team they won, you fool. In hindsight. All <laughs> oh, right. Hey, Buzz, we'll get this back on track. Newcastle versus Manny this afternoon, then into the big one on Wednesday night. How do you see these two games? Oh, huge game in Newcastle. Mm. They tell me Adam O'Brien's under pressure again and needs to win to get rid of that pressure. Um, so, tight game. Look, I think Manly will win. And, look, I love New South Wales on Wednesday night. I think okay. um, we've picked forwards that can dominate. Cleary, Luttrell, Tedesco, Turbo. I, I just think we'll have too much class and win a very tight game. Hey, Buzz, is the series basically decided in game one Adelaide? Because the next two games, obviously... Uh, in Look, more two often states, than but, not, Ray, yeah. it, it's, a, it's a really interesting uh, question. We should have a look at um, how many teams have won the series after losing game one. Yeah, but so, uh, yeah, yeah. Very, so very important. hard these days, mate. It's very ugly. hard these days. Pizza's in the office on Wednesday night, Buzz? Yeah, I'll be there, mate. You're going to uh, uh, I'll, I'll duck down. You know, Phil does make an absolute... He's, it's carnage in there when the pepperoni <laughs> comes out. <laughs> It's like George Costanza, he knocked Granny's over to get to that pe pepperoni. Oh, please. Never yeah, seen a lot like you haven't eaten for a week. Surprised you're not plugging Garlow's pies and getting he, he already, a couple of dozen he already of them has, Buzz. into the office. Oh, he already has. Yeah, right. <laughs> hey, Buzz, yeah. enjoy today's game, Newcastle and Manly. Enjoy Origin Wednesday night. We'll talk next Sunday. On your fellas. Thanks, Buzz. Yes. See you, mate.